Hello and welcome to Fertility Springboard, the podcast series brought to you by Fertility Help Hub. I'm Eloise, founder of Fertility Help Hub, and over the series I will be bringing you conversations with some of the most influential and inspiring professionals and experts around the world to arm you with useful and empowering thoughts and resources to ease your fertility journey. And don't forget to sign up to the newsletter to make sure you don't miss out on anything. It's packed full of inspiring interviews, resources, discounts and offers, competitions and real life stories. Hello and today I am welcoming my guest who is public figure and actor Alex Reed. Welcome Alex. How are we doing guys? Very well, how are you? Just before we come on, and um, we had a little five-minute chat just before to set up all the technical stuff. And I said, "What? I've had a look at myself from almost a third person. I thought, what has come of Alex Reed? <laughs> Talking about IVF and softness and being sensitive, and it's like it was like weird that I almost don't didn't recognise myself. I mean, I feel, I feel naturally fine doing this, but it's just sometimes you." take a second look at yourself and think, oh, how far you've come. Yeah. But I think, I think a fertility struggle or a fertility journey can do that because it's so all-consuming, isn't it? And it's so important. And um, if it helps other people vocalise it, then it's, you know, it's, it's a good thing to, for support, isn't it? A million percent. I mean, I, I am already a father. And you'd think, um, okay, um, uh, should my little girl will be eight next month. Um, and... Ah, oh, it's no problem. I've already had a kid. I can have. I'm. I'm. I'm all right. And all of a sudden, we've had me and Nicola trying for five years. Nicola's my five fiance, and we've had five miscarriages. And you get to the point where we want a child so much, you can't help but change. Um, you want to be a better person. You, you're looking at. You become Sherlock Holmes to investigate why you can't have one, and you ask all sorts of deep, soul-searching questions, and you you can't help but change. Yeah. So, so five miscarriages over five years, that must have been, that must have just been so difficult. How have you been um, supporting Nicola and how have you been feeling from, from a male perspective? Right. It's interesting that you just said that. And I know you're very um, sensitive to the man's needs, but it, what you just said, how have I been supporting Nicola? I know, I mean, obviously Nicola's not here. Well, actually she's in the background, but what it's always how is the man supporting the woman. And that's, that's the thing. I did feel initially, whoa, hold on a minute, guys. I'm here as well. Yeah. It's all poor Nicola, poor Nicola, poor, poor lady. I'm like, um, I'm like, bloody hell, come on. Uh, what about me? Men have got to be tough. We're not allowed to show our emotions. Well, we are, but we don't. Because when we do, you're like, you're called a wuss. That, that, that has changed, I think, in modern society. There is a paradigm shift. Um, men can be more sensitive now and we are we are starting to, to embrace that um, but there was for so long initially it's put the poor lady but now now it's starting to have a balance it's good I support her very much um, in emotionally more than anything and have you felt that um you've been supporting yourself like what has been your outlet to kind of get through this really difficult time what do you do to get through the really difficult dark days well it's it has been very stressful because 
the, the one thing, making the baby is one thing. And I'm so big on, um, I do uh, mind, body and spirit retreats. And I believe in the law of attraction. People take it for granted. Nicola would get upset. People take it for granted they can have a kid. I said, well, I, so do I. I believe we're going to have a child so much. Mm -hmm. So that underlying belief is what allows me to get through it all. I know we're going to have a baby read. So as there's lots of challenges and we've got to work out the, the pieces on how to make baby read, but baby read will be coming. I love those positive thoughts because I also agree with the law of attraction. And I find that, um, for me, and I've, I've talked about a lot about this on Fertility Help Hub and some of the partners I've been doing lives with, we've been doing meditations live to help people yeah. um, not control their emotions, but try and, um, because obviously you don't want to be in a situation where you're trying so hard to keep positive, it's stressing you out more. Yeah. But if you can find an outlet to um, let go of some of those emotions, it can in turn help you relax a bit, can't it? Um, so it's so important to find things that make you feel not in control, but have a well, sense of relief, release rather. I mean, I'm going to get a bit hippie woo-woo here. How long were you here on average in modern day? About 80 years? Yeah. I'm 44. Yeah. I've done probably half my life. And I'm like, there's got to be more to life than just having a baby and providing for the baby and then dying and then your children having to me it's about enjoyment mm -hmm. and like it's all very well having a child i want a baby because the, the amount of joy they bring into my life mm -hmm. but i tell you what going through this struggle i i'm sure i can talk for every man and woman who's gone on this journey you argue you want to kill each other at points it, it's not always as rocky would say smiles and sunshine no. or roses and uh, it's like life ain't all roses and sunshine. It's sometimes it's so bloody hard. You, you want to kill each other and you still love each other. And that's the thing. You've got to learn how to roll with the punches. God, it's very funny in lockdown. It's, it's, um, you're trapped with someone you absolutely love. Yeah. But you, you can really get hormones and you have to uh, try and understand Like I have my hormones. She has her hormones. And together, sometimes they can be very explosive. And you, you've got to try. I've been with Nicola for uh, nearly eight years. So you can't help but really understand and love someone and know someone backwards. And with that, I know when to step away or when to yield. And we're learning. And the, the reason why I'm with Nicola, she's the truest, truest love of my life, is because she listens. She might not have the time, but she does in hindsight, and she'll come back and do, oh, I'm, I'm sorry about that. Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing, as couples, you need to grow. Because it's all very well having a child, but how many ch people have children and then split up? But there's many people out there who might, they might be same sex. They might not to be able to, they might not have a partner. They might have, like yourself, you had a sperm donor. And I've always thought, even, even if, for some reason, like maybe I got blown up, and like that was something, I had an accident. So, I will still have a child. Um, it will, it, you know, I might adopt, you know, or surrogacy, sperm donor, egg donor. You know, it will be that we were talking about nature and nurture. That child will still, I will still bring a, a soul or guide. I might not bring the soul into the universe, but I will guide that soul and I will love and nurture that soul. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, you've been really um, vocal and open about your IVF, well, about the miscarriages, but also about the IVF treatment that you're having at the moment, which I personally love because I think that um, it helps people kind of out there realize that this is actually um, a route that a lot of people in the world have to take. I mean, from from a male perspective, and I'm speaking for my husband here, um, because it's different, he didn't actually have sperm, but do you feel like it's affected your masculinity or your pride? Or what have the feelings been? Really interesting. There's a, there's a cheesy article uh, when I was in the, what I call the celebrity years, um, where I was trying for a baby and in a previous relationship and we were going through the IVF and I was having my semen tested and I was worried because at that time I'd been doing steroids and they are a big no-no. Um, and I had my semen tested and there was an article that came out, Alex Reed has got superhuman sperm, Superman sperm. And it made me feel really good. I'm like, okay, after everything I've done, uh, negative. So roll on, blow me 10 plus years and I was very demasculated because I was told practically in November last year that I was practically infertile. Really? I had 20,000 semen. And um, do, you think which, that's from life, do you think that's from steroids and things like that? All sorts of things, yeah. Um, poor life choices, bad food, taking... Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't taking... I mean, and I've been on the... the I've been proper saints for two plus years mm-hmm. to try and make baby read. Uh, longer than that, you know. Um, Watching, I would, I would, I would follow the eighty twenty rule, eighty percent bad, eighty uh, percent good, twenty percent. I'm talking about dietary. I mean, I, yeah, I like yeah. coffee. Coffee's terrible for your for your fertility. Um, there's certain foods that aren't great, processed foods. But yeah. I mean, look, we live in a modern life. Like I said, we're we're here for eighty plus, eight, eight, eighty or so years. You know, if you want a bit of chocolate cake, go and have a bit of chocolate cake. But I would use the eighty twenty rule. So, and I've, I've still only had 20,000 semen. You should really have 15 million to be considered uh, normal in wow. today's world of fertility. So did that so really I, come out of the blue for you? Were you absolutely like, what the hell is this? Completely crushed? Yeah. Well, um, I've, I'm, I'm, I've studied testosterone. I've taken performance-enhancing drugs from, you know, being involved in sports and stuff. So I, I'm quite up to date with, the science of the damages of, you know, and this is the thing, young men, they like, they, they all want to have the six pack and with the big muscles and all that sort of stuff and feel manly and from a bottle. But it's all very well. Once you start messing with your endocrinology, you're, you're mucking up your longevity. It's, it's a live young, die fast attitude. Mm-hmm. One day when you start to grow up, hold on a minute, I wish I hadn't done those things. Yeah, because, because you feel like you're invincible when you're younger, don't you? Of course, you don't think about getting a hold. It's silly. Um, I try to I try to guide young men now. Uh, it's not just the woman who's got to do this stuff. Mm. We're, we're a big half. It's not just about uh, to be crude. Five minutes of work. You yeah. know, if, if you're going for IVF in a test tube, um, I'll talk about that in a minute as well. It's a it's a funny but very strange story. Um, it's you've got to prepare for months to have the most healthy as as I'm with the Harley Street Fertility Clinic and Dr. Mm-hmm. Venkat is the wonderful 
I'm sure you guys will know about Harley Street Fertility because you, you mentioned her before, but she's wonderful. She always tells me, go and bring your champions. So <laughs> when, when I was tested at another centre uh, in November for my semen, and they had uh, 20,000, I, I felt like being into martial arts. Bruce Lee busted his back and he said he wasn't going to walk again and he was going to be crippled. He was going to be a handicapped. And he was like, no, 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 I'm going to change this. And he used his positive mind and he started researching. I did the same thing, but with my semen. Mm -hmm. I would take uh, supplements like ginkgo biloba, which is a Chinese herb for your brain. Great for your brain, really bad for your balls. Excuse my language. Um, <laughs> um, and I would look at everything. I'd reduce my caffeine. So I went from 80-20 rule, 80% good, 20% bad, to 99% good, 1% bad. Wow. Yeah, I'm an ex uh, military person, I'm an athlete, so I can know how to focus for a mission. It was right. I have, I want to, in, in three months' time, I want to change my semen analysis. And with all of that, I studied, I did Qigong, which is Tai Chi, mm -hmm. I did meditation, I did lots of yoga. I, I didn't push myself the same way. I cut my caffeine content down. I had very natural foods as much as possible. I still had a bit of chocolate cake. It was Christmas. I had a glass of wine, you know, a pint of beer. But I increased from 20,000 to 77 million. Gosh. Like my nickname is, uh, as a fighter, I was called the Redenator, like the Terminator. I'm now the Sperminator. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. Wow. Um, so when you were, before we move on to the treatment side, when you were, um, or whilst this has been going on and through the miscarriages in the years, um, have you been talking to your family and your friends about it? Like, do you feel like um, that's a helpful outlet? Like, what, what is your support network? Well, um, I haven't. I'm 44 and I've got a lot of, lot of friends around similar sort of age, a bit younger, all, go, all having kids. And that can be a bit of a bone of contention. I'm very grateful and happy, but I know um, my fiance Nicola would get a bit upset when she was one of my best buddies was having a baby at the same time and he's just been born. And that made Nicola sad. I said, don't be sad. Stop being sad. Stop this law of attraction thing again. Let's be positive. Let's be so happy. You know, and it, it was it was tough because I started to not talk to those people. But I, as much as I row with Nicola, we have such a great relationship. We wear our hearts on our sleeve, and we talk daily. Although we might have a row, we we kiddle and cud, kiddle, cuddle and kiss to make up. So we we are our most ultimate cheerleaders, um, supporters, and coaches. Do you um, think that this has made you stronger as a couple? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, 100%. It's, you know, it's um, absolute compassion. And mm. um, I get sad. I have, and I, as I said, I've, I'm, I'm noticing myself getting softer. But, um, and I get Bruce Lee again on you. Well, it'd be like <laughs> water. Water can be soft, but it can be very hard. And I'm, I'm learning to be soft and not having to, I walk around now without the bravado. I used to want to be a world champion cage fighter. I, all I really wanted was love. Yeah. I wanted uh, affection. And I, now I understand 
that I have that love, it's the most wonderful feeling in the world. And at this time, right now, having studied, I don't consider myself religious, but I'm, I talk a bit hippie woo-woo. I've, I've studied lots of religions because I'm fascinated about what goes on. I, me and Nicola are literally antennas now to create a soul. Uh, not to create, to bring a soul. I and mean, I believe, I only get spiritual, I believe we're infinite. We're going to bring a soul down with our egg and embryo. And at the moment, we've got four transmitters in the freezer. When they go into Nicola's oven, then we will, there'll be in, in about two months, they'll be starting to connect you to bring down the life force of the soul. That's from lots of different religions I've studied and looked at. When that happens, so right now, me and Nicola, we need to be as happy as possible. Thoughts become things. Einstein and Tesla talked about this 100 years ago. There's experiments. Literally, we can change physiology. We're all made up of ions, electrons, and neutrons, all vibrating at a certain configuration. Um, but there's something more to us than that. They, they did a test where if you can actually, if you look at the test and then don't look at the test, the results change, which proves with the power of our thought, we can change physical reality. So get, look, science is starting to catch up with this. Well, it's already caught up, but it's just not talked about. So right now, I'm talking heebie-jeebie. We have to think loving, kind, wonderful, compassionate thoughts right now. And I love your outlook on that. And also the fact that you say, what, what is the purpose of life? Um, and, the, and the cycle of life it's it can get it can become quite deep can't it trying to work out what uh, what we actually want from this well I I asked, I've asked gurus rabbis witch doctors priests I've been asking this question for years for, well since I was a little kid and what I've discovered is it's a merry-go-round and I'm, I want to enjoy I, it's like a this is a ride a fairground ride or a, a, a feature film and I want to enjoy the best feature film possible with popcorn mm-hmm. and ice cream and everything. I don't quite comprehend everything because I, I don't have the, the capacity to. Nobody does. You know? But what I want to do is let's enjoy this merry-go-round. And I have, we literally have the ability, I'm sure everyone's seen The Secret because I've been talking about the law of attraction, to create what we want in this world. When you understand that, it's an amazing world. Mm-hmm. And that, this is the thing with the law of attraction. We also create the bad shit as well. I look at Facebook or Facebook or Instagram and I'll see the, they're like, look at all, they're all happy and perfect. So I'm like, why is it my life like this? It's comparing. And yeah. it's like, hang on. What, it's about gratitude, being truly grateful for what I have now is supposed to be about IVF. Um, it, to me, this is because I, we have a responsibility. We're, we're awakened souls in the fact that we are trying to conceive. We're also, guess what? bring a happy child into this life. Mm. So I'm trying to create as much harmony as possible. That doesn't mean, look, I'm not going to get angry because I get angry still. Like, oh, why did that happen? It's about being positive more than you're negative. 100%. And how does Nicola um, respond to that when you talk about it in this way? Well, we talk about this all the time. I mean, I, I, I get upset because I sometimes I wake up in the morning. I'm a, I'm a morning person and she's not. <laughs> so I come in all happy and so I'm like, I get shut down and I'm like, right. And I, sometimes I go into that energy. I, I get attracted, get drawn into being, and I'm like, that's, I get, and then we have an argument. And then guess what? We've had an argument um, for an hour and we've been less productive. 
like any couple, who doesn't argue? If you're not alive, if you're if you're not having an argument, but 100%. I don't. Not they're not like um, life and death arguments. But it's sometimes just that pat on the back. So Nicola worries. She's a worrier. She wants me to go. Oh, there, there. It's all right. And I often I do what we call tough love. Oh, shut up and just get on. Let's go. Come on. Like I, but I say that with love. It's funny. My mum, my dad passed away um, five years ago. She was a battle axe to my dad to the day he died, but absolutely loved him. If Nicola fought, fell over, I will pick her up. But it's like a kid. If a kid falls over, you don't want to mollycoddle them too much because you're going to make them weak. I'm not trying to be a Spartan. I'm not trying to sound like a... But what I'm trying to say is, come on, you're all right. Rub, rub it off. You can go. You know, It's not about being cruel, but you just like dust them off rather than going into... Oh, oh, poor little soul. So I, I, I often quite tough with Nicola, Nicola purposely because it doesn't serve her, you know, because this, it's a tough world. And unfortunately, I'm trying to protect her from the, the, the toughness of the world. Sometimes you've got to have a bit of tough love. Are you like that with your kids? I very much am. Um, because of not necessarily because of our fertility journey, but I just feel like, and I feel like as a parent of someone who's had a fertility struggle, you have to be grateful, overly grateful all the time, which obviously we are. But if I tell them off or I'm working really hard and so haven't spent as much time with them that I want to, I then feel guilty because we work so hard to have them. Does that make sense? It does indeed. So how is your journey with your you're a lovely man. It's How been, is it? You must have argued, tell me, or, or not. Yeah, big time. Um, but going back to what you said, it's definitely... That's it, it's over. I'm not, that's it, we're finished. And then five minutes later, you're like... <laughs> exactly. I don't know if you've ever done that. When we were picking the sperm donor, I remember um, weekends of just literally lying... On, I was lying on the floor crying because it was such a tough yeah. process because... He didn't want to do it and we had to do it. So it was like this bittersweet yeah. thing of laying out photos of him as a child trying to pick a donor that might resemble him. Um, and all of that heartache has gone now, but... Getting a bit technical there. I'm, I'm sorry to go slightly off topic. I'm, I'm intrigued with the sperm donor thing because yeah. I've always said, uh, if I will have a child, um, maybe it might not be my DNA because I might get damaged or whatever, but I will have a child that's some there's surrogacy there's adoption yada 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 but if i was going to have a child and it wasn't mine i'm i'm very intrigued could you could you find your dna what it's like and find someone who's the closest match with, with the same genes how does that work um so you can match things well when i say match you can you can just look it depends on which um sperm bank you look at but the majority give options to look at um ancestry medical background going back um, generations um, and then obviously hair color eye color um, characteristics which was really important for us he's got a really great dry sense of humor my husband so that was really important to find someone with that kind of um, mind but how can you how can you tell character from sperm because I mean in a family of twins you've got twins Got one person, one twin can have a completely different character to the other character. And totally. they're the same DNA. Totally, totally. Well, that's the thing. It's like we, we were able to see the character of the donor we picked. But how much of that translates into our kids? You just don't know, do you? Because I do think it's 
uh, nurture as well, very much so. Like, I'll give you an example. Um, our eldest daughter absolutely hates bananas. She literally makes herself sick when she sees a banana. And when I told my husband that, he loved it because he's the same. He hates bananas. So that's, that's definitely something she's learned rather than, you know, a taste thing, I'm sure. You can see that the people's characteristic can rub off on you, even if you're not genetically related. You were going to tell me or tell us a funny story about um, one of your oh my clinic, God. clinic yeah. visits. What happened? I bring your champions, right? And I've done this a few times. It's not been a problem. But in my younger years, I've been what you call young, dumb, and full of, <laughs> well, we'll say it, come. Um, I don't know if that's a, a, a bad word to say here, but I'm saying it anyway. And as I'm getting more sensitive over the last two years, and I would call, I wouldn't say spiritual, spiritually awoken, I figure, right, okay, so I'm going to go into this room and I'm going to do something to my to produce my champions. This was at Guys and Thomas initially. Yeah. And um, let's talk about it. I mean, I, I've stopped, I'm not anti-porn. I mean, we've all looked at porn. I've got porn on my phone. I, but I've really weird, as of the last few years, I've, I've hardly looked at porn at all. So I found some porn on my phone and I thought, okay, let's do the business. And I, I'm starting to look at it, this isn't right, I can't do this. I can't be bringing down a soul and, and thinking about these immoral, naughty thoughts and then i'm sitting in a room and i can see there's a there's like some magazines as well i'm like oh this is horrible <laughs> so i'm in there and i'm like trying to think pure healthy thoughts while doing the business in a test tube and um, i was in there for an hour and a half oh wow thought, this, is, this is nothing right because nicola's um at this point she's having her eggs removed so she's got her legs up in the air and long story short she's being prodded and poked and all i've got to do is something potentially pleasurable there was no pleasure i was sweating i was like stressed and i was like i can't do this this is and i'm like I, I, my mind my mind was all over the place and and then i even got a knock on the door from the nurse literally just as i was about to, to do the business I'm like no no <laughs> so, I, I, I mean i literally i'm like i've got to do this it's like trying to do it with someone with a gun to your head I did it. I'd, I'd, not, I'd gone to the nurse. I said, um, can I borrow Nicola's phone? Because my batteries died on my phone. <laughs> and the, the worst thing is I had, I had something on my phone and I, as I, it started playing really loud <laughs> as I was walking down the corridor, everyone's looking at me. <laughs> I think it gets better though. The next time we had to do this, this is a little bit sad. I can say this. I can't tell you everything, all of the reasons. There's some sadness why I don't see my daughter. Um, and long story short, I was, um, a, we and Nicola were going to provide, we're at the Harley Street Fertility Clinic, where I'm just about to provide the champions. This was in February, um, with, where it's produced four healthy embryos. So I'm producing, going to produce my champions. I'm walking into the Harley Street Fertility Clinic, and I was served papers outside by a high court server for committal to prison from my ex-partner, the mother of my child. Um, you can read about why that went on, what's going on there, but I can't go into it. We were crying, we were crying. I was like, I couldn't believe it. I thought this is horrendous, but I still, I still, I, I, I was a true trooper. I calmed myself down and I thought, right, okay, we're going to have baby read and we've got the right people here. They care about us, they love about us. And I, 
it was it was stressful, I have to say, but I produced the champions. Brilliant. So that was that was about focus, I, and it was about belief. I mean, it was a scary time. It's so important, isn't it, to find a clinic that you can build a rapport with, where you trust them, and you know that they've got your best intentions at heart. Um, I, I found that really. And they've got our backs as well, and I, that's the thing with them. I really feel I could be myself. I like wearing my heart on my sleeve, and sometimes I get a bit excited, and I've. I do everything with the best intention. And I felt like I wasn't being judged like a little, like a little schoolboy. I've just had my lovely lady walk in the room. Nicola, welcome to the show. I want to tell Nicola has used her, the, the sadness and the anger to be creative. Tell us about what you've done that's creative, Nicola. So I created a website, which was, I did myself. It was a blog just to share my journey. Also done as well. Um, just spread awareness on my sadness as well on miscarriage because I don't think enough has been spoken about with miscarriage awareness and also to discuss IVF and how I'm going to try and be a mum. So I've basically been doing blogs on my journey and from that, whilst being in lockdown. I've decided to create a one-stop IVF shop for women just to make them smile through this difficult time because I feel like when you're going through IVF it's a very difficult time and you need to treat yourself and try and find some fun and excitement through this difficult journey so I've got a shop and my shop's got everything from supplements and the supplements that I have selected it's just a multivitamin which has got all the goodness that you need to try and have a baby along with folate methyl folate rather than folic acid which is just a pure form of folic acid and it helps women conceive who have got the gene mthfr mm -hmm. now women who don't have the gene can obviously also take it it's just a pure form and it's better for you as well in my shop i've got ivf journey blogger like planning diaries I've got socks, funny slogan socks, which you can take pictures and put on your Instagram if you fancy. Just you don't, I mean, it doesn't need to go on social media. It can just be for yourself to take pictures and to do a, a nice album for when the baby comes. I've got all the little bits and pieces from badges to crystal healing jewellery. So, yeah, the shop will be launching next week. We've got some good news. We, we, um, we got a bit disappointed um, with the fact that COVID hit us because we were just about to have embryo transplant. Trans transfer, transplant transfer. transfer. Um, and we have from the 77 million champions, as Dr. Van Kat from the Harley Street Fertility <laughs> would say, we have, bring your champions. Um, we have four super soldier reed embryos ready to rock. Uh, Nicola, tell me what we're doing with the killer cells, because you had the killer cell test, didn't you? I did, I did have them done, yeah. So is that what you're having done next? Yeah, that's right, isn't it, Nick? Yeah. Next, ne next week so we're we're gonna be having baby reed um bringing down that soul from wherever that soul place is call it heaven whatever very very soon because you've got um videos on your instagram haven't you of, of being delivered news by dr venkat in the in the waiting room that kind of thing updates on the yes. embryos and yeah. stuff yes indeed Yes, Which I think it's great. It's so nice to. Please, if anyone wants to see them, Alex Reed official, you can see me. I, I, I just did a live with Dr. Venkat last week talking about all this sort of stuff. I'll include the links in this podcast. Um, I will also include the links, the link to Nicola's IVFChasingDreams.com so people can check out the shop, which is coming next week, which is so exciting. 
Um, so I just want to wish you guys the best with um, continuing your treatment very soon. I'm so glad that things are back up and running um, and, and look forward to hearing more as, um, as things you. go well, on. We'll, we'll do this again when, we're, um, when we've got Embraer on board. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. People will love to hear what's going on. So thank you so much for sharing. So be a bit nicer and start thinking happy, good thoughts and bring down those souls, guys. Amazing. Thanks, Alex. Thank you.